0: This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network.
1: Hello, you are listening to Agony Rants. I'm Gerald Farrelly, and I am Neve Kavner. You are welcome to our show. Oh,
0: world what, Yes, we're out in the
1: world. We Finally, we've come out. Are you excited, Eve?
0: Yeah, it, it is my first coming out. I know you've come out before, <laughs> but uh, it's I've my i I've had some
1: first. practice. This is a little bit different. <laughs> it's different than the last time.
0: Is it more now, Brock? A lot less
1: kissing. <laughs> a lot less
0: ki- <laughs> I don't know, there's a bit of air kissing at the I beginning when we much, met. I
1: haven't been, haven't been shifted as much as when I did come out.
0: <laughs> Yes, yes, finally people a know. Bit different. <laughs> people know why we are asking... Them to send their stories. Their private
1: business on yeah. Instagram. Uh, yes, we're a podcast. That's what's happening. I feel sorry for the people that have uh, thought, oh, finally, they're getting their own TV show. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, are, you, no. are you including us in that? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, let's move on. And, uh, I, you know, how how did you find you're coming out? Did you get a lot of response? Good.
1: Yeah, we did. We got some nice responses. and um, I've noticed that people, like, they say different things about us online. Like, okay. Uh, there was someone John called me an all-round great guy. I'll, I'll take that. Okay. And you, uh, her, her Royal Highness Queen of Irish Eurovision. <laughs> Sounds about right. Although uh, I think Linda might have a word about that. <laughs> <laughs> right, now, right now. Right now. she's ringing her solicitor. <laughs> can we block? Can we box this off? Yeah. Um. Peter called me an all-round funny man. So I, people keep—they're calling me all-rounder. Yeah. I'm not no. sure I'm happy with that.
0: Yeah, but you're, you know, are you afraid it's going to be jack of all trades?
1: Yeah, I mean, all rounder. an all-rounder is someone that paints your house and then also mows your lawn.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a dream to me. <laughs> actually, I do both of those things. What's that about? Am I an all-rounder?
1: You are, Eve. You're, mo- you're, you're actually an all-rounder, a genuine one. A genuine. A tri- a triple threat.
0: Triple threat.
1: <laughs> great singer, great dancer. Uh, Vicious
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay I'll take the two On the outside The one in the middle I'm fine As long as there's No choreography involved
1: My dream Neve, Is to be a backing singer I know It's all I've ever wanted I know. All I've ever wanted in the world. I know. But and be- I love the way you just look away from me. You just look immediately look down. I don't know why is that name?
0: If I have a world tour, you're you're on it. But maybe not Yeah. But I'll give you a space. I'll be,
1: I'll be selling the t-shirts. I'll give you a space.
0: I'll give you a space with a mic. No, you can sing. You can sing. I, but no. I would not trust you behind me in any shape or form because you're not you were the would. first person to say that name. I'm Neap. I'm pretty <laughs> I am pretty <laughs> sorry. So,
1: this week we are discussing nerves, and that time I guess that you were a nervous wreck because I like I am somebody I, I'm a very nervous person. I actually think that deep down I have the soul of like a 68 year old woman that sits in her front room and is terrified if a van pulls into the street. I think that's. <laughs> Think that's, who I that's am not really internally. a nervous
0: thing that's more <laughs> like fear that's a, that's a different thing <laughs> nerves to me I think you live on your nerves a little bit which is do, really yeah, fun yeah. like it's fun to watch sometimes because the energy the vibe you're like <laughs> almost vibrating sometimes and I'm kind of standing beside it It reminds me because my uh, eldest boy has this habit of you know jigging his leg up and down you know that kind oh, of yeah, you sit yeah. beside you and you're actually sitting on the same sofa and you are you feel like you're on one of those machines that you know vibrates to make you lose weight or something I don't know what it is and I'm kind of go. and every now and then I just put my hand on his leg to stop him vibrating he goes oh yeah and then he can't he can't
1: see, sit still I think that's the way I live, because I'm very much, like, you're, I think that you're, <laughs> you're one of those people that wake up in the morning, I think, my perception. Okay. And you're like, it's uh, a new day. For it's the new... <laughs> record,
0: girl has never been there when I've woken up in the morning.
1: Haven't I, Niamh? No. I... Shh. <laughs> but the, I, like, I, I think you're one of those people that think, oh, it's a new day. What, like, I'm open to the opportunity. Whereas I think... <laughs> I think when I wake up, I'm just like, "Oh Jesus, what now?"
0: I got to tell you, I'm 53. I wake up in the morning and I go, "Thank God I woke up," <laughs> and then I move from there to, "Am I awake?" Because yeah. I, I really—is this an effort? And then I'm up, and once I'm up and moving, that's fine. But the the worst thing about getting older, the worst, the very worst thing for me, when I wake up in the morning, I'm annoyed. Immediately, and I know that sounds weird. Really? And the reason I'm annoyed is because it's five o'clock in the morning or six o'clock in the morning, and I know there's not a mission. I'm going back to sleep. And that's the truth, and I'm better getting up. And doing something else, and get, going to bed early that night. And I do not want to be that person. I want to be the rock and roll goddess who is like living. <laughs> and that's never who I've been. Your inner Stevie Nicks yes. will never
1: be. You'll never be quieted. I don't think
0: anybody could be Stevie Nicks. Only Stevie Nicks. Like, <laughs> do you know what sometimes
1: happens to me? I wake up at five o'clock in the morning, an awful lot, right? Mm. And it's usually to go to the loo. I don't know. If okay, I, that,
0: I'm not there, and I've had two kids grow. Like, that's really tragic. I'd no, see the doctors do, you know can do stuff to me? about that. I,
1: I, I, <laughs> a slave to me, both, didn't <laughs> me? but uh, no, I do. I sometimes have this thing where you know, <laughs> your first wee of the day, and you're like, "What if I'm still asleep and I went in the bed?"
0: I haven't felt like that since I, I was am a child. Right? Haunted by that. <laughs> Did you wet the bed Gen- when you were wee? No,
1: I never went to bed in my life.
0: And you live in I mean, I did when I was
1: around sixteen a few times, but then <laughs> <laughs> nature finds a way.
0: What are you nervous about? I'm nervous about everything. The what? world. Really? What? What? Yeah. What? What would be the most nerve-wracking thing you've ever done, or when you would have been the most nervous, or is there oh. a time when you're regularly nervous? I mean, obviously, we- I mean work.
1: Like anything to do at work, but then also all the other stuff around work. Like you know, you know, like you do a great gig and then you go home and you're asleep. You like you you sail to sleep because you've had a lovely time, mm. and then you wake up at three o'clock in the morning going, "Oh my god, what about a pension?" <laughs> <laughs> you and I live very different lives. You're you're more rock and roll than you think, Steve. <laughs> I
0: don't think about pension. I'm you know I was supposed to die young. <laughs> yeah.
1: I plan to live fast and die young. Yeah. 53 was not in her plan. It's
0: already too late. Uh, but, uh, and, and uh, it's same, too late for pension too. Although, to be fair, I've lived down the south and the north, uh, you know, and I've worked in both for long enough, I think, that I'm actually going to have two pensions. you got a
1: double pension. I'm going to be play, one of those Niamh. jewel, jewel girls. Leave Kavanagh down in the Republic, getting the pension, guy McGahey up the north. <laughs> well done. I'm doing the dance of
0: pension life. Uh, <laughs> um, so I don't worry about pension, but you? <laughs> <laughs> You're too
1: frantic. Yeah. No, I think the, the, the bit, I was trying to think of this actually the most nervous I've ever been. I think the most nervous I've ever been was when I did those Joan Rivers shows. Because okay. that was really early. And that's like, big though. That yeah, is big. it was big. Yeah. And it was, it was also, it was one of those things, you know, when everyone says it's a great opportunity. Oh, listen,
0: that's my whole life right there. Yeah. It's like, that, this is your chance.
1: And I remember I did one in Brighton with her. Uh, And it was massive. It was in front of loads of people. But it was... The reason they asked me to do it was because it was been filmed for her her TV show, right? Oh,
0: gosh. Double threat.
1: Yeah. And I didn't know... They didn't really explain what it was until the day, right? And the whole thing was her reality show, her friend in it was a stand-up comedian. And the whole thing was that he was supposed to go out and die, like have a really bad gig and get booed off stage. And then... The reason I was there was after they'd filmed that bit, I had to go on and be the support act to warm the audience back up. But I didn't know this.
0: Oh, holy so God.
1: I know. So I was sitting backstage. Like They told me like about 10 minutes beforehand that what was going to happen, but I didn't really know the way it was going to work. Uh-huh. And I was sitting backstage listening to 4,000 people booing and screaming at this man to get off stage. <laughs> and then I was on Next. <laughs> That's horrendous. It was now they were all very nice to me, but I and I was down in the wings, and then I, I kind of copped what was happening. I was like, oh, so he went out and told these terrible jokes, and they booed him off stage, and then I'm supposed to go on, and that was when the panic started. And I said to her manager, I was like,
0: what? What if I don't? I was like, they really
1: like booing. Yeah. Like they really like booing, and she just said, well, don't give them anything to boo about. Oh, that's. I was like, okay, let's do, let's do it. That's very reassuring, isn't it? <laughs> Let's do this. Okay, so it was like, one of those like sleeves up. <laughs> did you win? Of course, I did. Oh,
0: <laughs> end of nerves. nerves mic gone. drop. Mic Mike drop. drop. It wasn't mic drop. Yeah, w- w- but we but all know in this industry, nobody drops a mic because then the sound I've man's really the upset. Sound man screaming at you.
1: <laughs> I don't know where that even came from. No,
0: I know, but it's a thing, you know, as uh, clearly people who do mic drops, never drop a mic
1: around a sound man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or don't pay for
1: them. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like you can drop the mic, but expect an invoice. Mm -hmm. So tell us, Neve, when were you most nervous?
0: Well, do you know, actually, this is a really funny thing, because when you told me we're doing a show about nerves, I had to really consider. And I know everybody's going to say you must have been nervous for your vision, but I really wasn't.
1: And well, that, you could tell actually because you yeah, nailed it.
0: Yeah, thank you. Uh, you know, I, I, it's not about that actually. Uh, the times I'm most nervous really are, you know, in odd situations like meeting a new group of people. Right, that really freaks oh, me yeah, out yeah, yeah. inside. You know, outside, I miss personality, look like it's all, you know, it's the sort of thing I do every day, which I kind of do because I yeah, went yeah. to new environments all the time. And my youngest son is quite nervous about new people and stuff. And he likes things to be the way he likes them. So, he, you know, he could, yeah. he'd like, he he was very, when he was young, he would really resist a change. And I was like, yeah, yeah, throw yeah, him I'm in there. That. He likes routine. He likes routine. And the thing about me is I actually... I'm equally as nervous as him. The difference is, I'm going to talk you to death. I'm going to make you love me in the first five minutes, or else I'm going to die. And if I'm really trying hard, that is when I'm at my most nervous.
1: You're really good at that. Like you are. You have that kind of social lubricant thing going on. <laughs> is <laughs> That's that a the thing? thing? <laughs> that is the thing. Like oh you, my no, God. you can make a like you make a situation <laughs> slippy. <Please. laughs> Never. You know why I tried to give you a compliment there, Eve, but you just took it to smokes.
0: <laughs> I, I didn't know. So I wish I wish people could see the face I had on me because you genuinely
1: even, look horrified. Uh, so lubricant. a social lubricant. Okay, we're gonna people run with that, that? Okay. The,
0: you know, it's funny, actually, uh, I, I am good at it, but that's because that's my defense mechanism, because I really do feel very nervous about meeting new people. Yeah. Mainly because sometimes when I meet new people, there's an expectation by them already. So I also feel it's my job to make them calm because it's a much more manageable situation if we're oh, all calm.
1: If we're all calm. <laughs> all calm. Yeah,
0: <laughs> if yeah, we're yeah. all calm. But the funny part of it is the most nervous I ever was, I wasn't expecting it. Go on. It just sounds very exciting, doesn't it? Actually, the most nervous I ever was was when I was eight. And I told my parents that I was going over to the Rivermount Talent Show to win the competition. I did, That's what I said to them. I we,
1: love it. We
0: moved in six months beforehand over to Rivermount, fingers out, and they had a talent competition during the summer. And I said, I'm just going over here Uh, to win the competition. There's a talent competition I'm sure you're going to win it. I'm going over. And my mother and father were so used to me singing everywhere. They didn't really pay attention. I'm not saying they didn't care about it, but they kind of didn't really... Well, in my memory of it, their memory might have been, oh, horrified or they, yeah, they yeah, yeah. maybe I didn't even say that to them. I don't know. I, maybe that was my inside voice. But my memory of this story is I went over in my spotty dress and my lemon cardigan that my mother had knit for me over to Rivermount Talent Competition in the show, in the school. To win the talent competition because it was a it was a done deal in my head. Of course
1: it was a done of course deal. It was singer of my caliber, absolutely
0: in a lemon cardigan, spotty dress, and the best song choice ever, which was "I Saw a Mouse wear There on the stair. Uh, uh, I my mean, g- adorable. Who, who wasn't going to win that? Hundred percent. Right? So I went over and signed up and kind of stood in the room and watched. I would say 15 other acts practising everywhere you know what that's like and you're in a room and everybody's practising and there's like frantic dancing and and they're beating each other and then people like you know throwing up from nerves and everybody else is super nervous and I am sailing through this going lads I'm there's no need to be nervous because we're just going to get up and do what we do
1: and I'm clearly going to win anyway but anyway, I love love that 8 year old Neve is 53 year old I oh no 100% (laughs) the money of the situation everyone just chill out
0: you'll be fine you're doing great you know obviously you're not going to win but I'm going I'm going out there and I'm just going to Sing, that's it, because I love singing. It's you know, it's not a problem. I stood on this st- and uh, new nee, nee, and out I come, and you know, hurrah! Very receptive audience, because obviously it's everybody's parents, yeah, <laughs> you know, except mine. <laughs> I have no memory of my parents being there, but but to be fair, I brought them to new shows every week somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, <laughs> yeah. by the way, you have to sit through this oh, mass, we all do this one, or, yeah. <laughs> or Mouse you to, in the house, <laughs> yeah. So I went over and. And I stood on the stage and clearly picked up the mic and started wanted to sing. opened the mouth and nothing came out. <sighs> Absolutely nothing came out, and I was so shocked because that never happened to me before. Oh my god! I'd never occurred to be nervous, and I was completely shocked. And I actually dropped the mic and <laughs> ran no off way. the stage. Ran <sighs> off the stage. Didn't didn't do it. And uh, of course, obviously, that is not a unique experience. Lots of young kids get involved. Yeah, and but it was most such... of them
1: don't go, and go don't go on to win the Eurovision. Though.
0: No, but actually it was a wonderful, pivotal moment in my life. Oh, right. Because I was absolutely sick with nerves and I couldn't understand why. And then I realized, well, obviously they they calmed me down and then they brought me back out. I didn't win. And to be fair, I got a sympathy vote. Robbed. You know, people were kind. Robbed. But, you know, but I got such a shock that nothing came out. And yeah. and then I thought about that a little bit. I was a weird eight-year-old and I just sat and thought about it and I thought well clearly this is not just a done deal there's something else about standing on a stage so I actually learned over the years but what I learned over the years because for a long time talk about this is your big break, Neve. The Commitments was supposed to be my big break. The Eurovision, Nashville, you name it, my big break. Celebrity Master. Whatever it is I do, that's your big moment. Yeah. That's it. There's no other moments that's going to happen in your life. Thank God I've had 70 other moments. <laughs> you know, and as I as ever, the next new moment comes up, I go, oh, thank God. Actually, not so much pressure now.
1: The next time you're on The Late Late,
0: <clears> I <throat> want
1: to hear The Mouse Who Lives in the House. I think I, you need to reclaim that moment.
0: You might be the only person who wants that. I <laughs> the don't think that's necessary. Ne- the <laughs> I don't
1: think that's <laughs> what, what the nation wants.
0: But actually, I, I don't, I, and I've already discussed the fact that I get nervous afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I do, I do. and and But um, nervous, I obviously nervous about... I imagine
1: if you went on The Late Late Show and sang, there's a mouse that lives in the house. I'd imagine you would be quite nervous to, to the directions that... I had uh, the only experience I've had like that was the first time that when I told my parents that I was doing stand up. Oh, Thought you are going to say that you came out. Like. Yeah, like I, I've <laughs> had numerous comings out. Eve, and <laughs>
0: Coming out was bad, easier because that was less st- stressful for them than well, you know. Yeah, let's yeah, be being, honest,
1: being gay was nothing. But like stand comedian, they were very upset. <laughs> self <Self-employed> a <as> comedian.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's, that's, yeah, as a mother, I can so- totally see that. Yeah. I'm fine with the sexuality, but oh my God, how am I going to tell my friends you're a comedian? Yeah. <laughs>
1: And my my family came to the gig and they were all very supportive and nobody said a do you know what was interesting right nobody said a word nobody said a word about it beforehand they were like oh you're a comedian that's good whereas like nobody asked question nothing and I know that the reason that that happened is that there was a whatsapp group somewhere going what where, the hell is he thinking yeah, there was a whatsapp group that was like your brothers had a breakdown
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you all need to go and be supportive <laughs> Um, so we asked you to contact us with your stories about mm-hmm. uh how you the time you were most nervous yes. um, and we've got, we've had a few in.
0: I'm slightly nervous going into this bag now I'm not going to lie.
1: it's a mixed bag it's always a mixed bag name i yeah. cool. I've, I've I've had to weed out a few tramps as oh. always. <laughs> as
0: they're, always they're me.
1: from your Instagram not mine. <laughs> yeah we yeah, we have to start putting this on yours because i th- I just think there's a classier like there's a, there's a better I wouldn't count cl- a better class of people. <laughs>
0: I wouldn't guess on it. No. no, it might be more about the menopause then. Come on, let's go on. <laughs> all right. Hi, de Neve. My sister got married, and me and my sister were her bridesmaids. We were all very nervous. Our neighbour's granddaughter was a flower girl and was also quite nervous. We don't really know her. And when we were standing outside the church, she was standing a bit away from us and looked white as a ghost. Oh, bless her. Anyway, at some point, she must have got sick and some of it splashed on the back of my dress. We walked up the aisle and did the whole wedding ceremony with the sick <laughs> on the back of my dress. You can see it in the video. Uh, is that sort of thing you're looking
1: for? Yes well. and no.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's so much wrong with this.
0: Well, first of all, the grammar at the beginning, it's, it's my sister and I. <laughs> 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 Don't keep that no, but Linda. Linda, is,
1: go on to Twitter and <laughs> reefer for that. <laughs> After the trauma of being at, at a wedding with sick in your dress. <laughs> a, like a national treasure is like ripping you for your grammar. That's outrageous. I, I look the a man <laughs> who edits
0: my speech. I can't tell, but he was a journalist in his day. I,
1: I think this is like, there's a thing that's happening now. And I didn't realise this is what's happening, right? Is a lot of people don't have somebody that can be a flower girl for their wedding okay. but they want a flower girl so people will actually hire a flower girl is that a thing? that's a thing yeah I've heard of this one of my friends gave uh, a friend of a friend's daughter 150 euro to be their flower girl
0: why? because they wanted a flower girl the, what do they want to buy a shrink dress what is that I about? Think the,
1: I think the worst thing about a wedding is a flower girl I think, the, I think it's the one thing you don't need is a flower girl because you know what happens people get engaged and they get excited about their wedding and one of the first things they do is they buy the dress for the flower girl like there's nothing worse than a wedding where the flower girl has taken a stretch since the dress was bought have you seen it have you been in a wedding where like you're like yes. you clearly bought that a year before she took a stretch <laughs> there was a growth spurt there and uh, now we've got Lurch walking down the aisle throwing out <laughs> rose, rose petals
0: when you're small and you have a big job like being a flower girl and you have to, uh, and you don't really know the people. That's really nerve-wracking. That is nerve-wracking. That is nerve-wracking. You know, and do you
1: know what sympathy I give them, actually, is the flower girl's always the first one that has to walk. I always think that, I always feel sorry for them.
0: Yeah. Uh, I feel sorry for that wee girl because actually at this point, God knows what age she is. And if she knows who she is, then that's trauma for her. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah. I never thought of that, actually. <laughs> well, this is around forever.
0: <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Agony Runs. <laughs>
1: the, the show that ruins your life. <laughs> Uh, the next one is from Chris, uh, and we asked for. Oh God, there's a lot of trauma going on in on this one. Okay. Uh, we asked for the time you we were most nervous, and he said every single date I've ever been on. Poor Chris.
0: Chris is a whole podcast on his own, isn't he? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Chris, <laughs>
0: I feel we need to have Chris in here for this yeah, podcast. Yeah, Chris needs to
1: come in. You just, you just, you just tell him how just just to be yourself, Chris. That's all people want. I I, th- we- I do think though that's why people end up hammered on dates on first dates. That's why they end up sleeping together is they get absolutely hammered and they're so drunk to get through the date they end up sleeping with each other and then because they've slept with each other drunk they decide they're never going to see each other.
0: Very different life. I have
1: a friend that was doing that for a while. He was like I kept getting drunk on the first dates and then I'd sleep with them and I was like well I'm not going to like I'm just going to take it as a one night stand and just ride it off. Wow. That's his 30s.
0: So, Chris and the friend, we should get them in here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, they'd be a great match. You know, I've just thought of a fantastic concept. Unless Chris is a woman. Well, (laughs) Well, you know the way you have speed dating, right? And you have dating, you know, nights. Nights where you kind of meet people and all that sort of stuff. We have to have teetotal ones. Oh, they probably have them already, like church ones and stuff. Is that it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think it's called Christian dating. Oh. (laughs) Okay, next up uh, is Ross. Okay, uh, um, I'm going to yes, read, read Ross, is that okay? Yes.
0: Uh, I gave a talk about my research in the convention centre in front of 200 people and my legs wouldn't stop shaking. Now, Ross, I get that, right? That's yeah. that's tough. That is really, really tough. Uh, when you get the shakes, if you're feeling it, it's usually to do with the lack of oxygen because <laughs> you've been hyperventilating. Um, but actually, I totally get it. It's the rush of adrenaline you get because you realise this is a, a, a very unique situation. And we always have it, you know, to be yeah. fair, part of what makes the gig so attractive for us is the fact that we do get it, but we learn how to deal with it. So you don't show it the same way, but it's still in there. You're still getting that rush, but you're, you're kind of st- you don't panic at it. I am probably more nervous than I appear, but actually the adrenaline rush doesn't yeah. happen till after.
1: I actually fake it till you make it is a great one. Oh. What I do is I make it look like I'm calm, yeah. and whatever that does is it flicks a switch in your body that goes you are calm. Like so, what if what I do is if I'm nervous, is I hold the mic with two hands.
0: Well, I'm gonna uh, so, yeah, so everybody's like, gonna really? be watching you so through like, your really? whole gaze. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> no. And then sometimes when I get when I'm relaxed and I am calm, I get so calm it goes the other way. Yeah. And what happens is, and I've done it a few times, is I find myself crossing my arms on stage.
0: And you're like, Mister, I'm, I'm relaxed. so I'm like, relaxed. I'm, I'm so in, in control in of this now. Settling in. <laughs> if I do get a kind of a real. <gasps> you know, there's that panic that sets in that you're not going to know what's coming next on the next line. I just, I always say to people, if you're really, really nervous, what you do is sing the first word. If you've you've done your work, you know it. So sing the first word, concentrate on singing to the end of the first line. And then before you know it, you're doing what you love. So you actually forget to be nervous.
1: Yeah, that's, that is exactly the way, that is great advice. Thanks. That is really good advice. (laughs) Thanks. It really is. Because I, that's the way I I can learn shows. Yeah. Because if you have to learn like, (laughs) Sixty minutes of stuff. You, you're on, you can you only you don't need the rest of the show. You only need the line you're saying, and that's what I have in my head.
0: Yeah, it freaks you out if you're yeah. thinking beyond what you're doing at yeah. the moment. As yeah,
1: because you're going like, what am I doing in two minutes' time? And then you start to
0: yeah, no, panic. you can't. Uh, the no. problem uh, sometimes it happens to me not unlike you with your complacency right what happens to me is if I've done a gig a lot because uh, obviously I'll be singing a lot and, and maybe the same song comes up on a regular basis or maybe the circumstances What would that right? song mean Eve? No, but no it's not what you think <laughs> showing,
1: <But laughs> show, showing no emotion Sometimes
0: you're showing no emotion and you realise that perhaps you've gone away and it's not that you're not engaged in the gig but sometimes your brain is thinking about something else and you're maybe thinking about what you're going to say next or because the gig is not just just about the song that you're in but mostly I'm in the moment when I sing stuff but if you've done something a lot sometimes you suddenly go where was I there now? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess.
0: Wonders and you come back and you go holy God and you're trying and, and the eyes kind of slightly widen and you're kind of going focus, focus, focus where am I now? Where am I now? Stop, calm, calm and you look at people performing and you think they are in control of everything that's happening in the world. And in your head, sometimes you're away making a shopping list or doing something, and suddenly you go, Holy God, come back in the room.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I'll tell you where that happened to me once was the Tommy Ledden Theatre in Drogheda. I was. The TLT? TLT. I was like 25 minutes or 20 minutes into it, and I remembered that there's a 24 hour test goes next to it. Amazing. And for the rest of the five minutes, I was thinking, I could actually, when I'm finished here, I could run out and do me shop. <laughs> Because I was, it was a Saturday night and I was planned to do it on Sunday morning. I was like, I Amazing. could actually go, I could do my shopping. Do
0: you know I've done that and on then, the way home from gigs? Yeah, I used yeah. to love that when it was 24 hours. Yeah. I used to go home and do my shopping in full regalia yeah. until two o'clock in the morning. was
1: like I can have a lion now on Sunday. Amazing. I, I'm, I, for the remainder of that five minutes, I don't know, like, I think God, I must have flatlined. so line, But I was so excited. They're <laughs> so the cheated, that, that
0: audience. Stuff. You need to go back and do a free gig for them.
1: Just saying. Yeah, we might be cutting that out. Yeah, this <laughs> <laughs> no, thing is a free lunch. Well, <laughs> Ross, uh,
0: Ross, all I'm going to say to you is. I totally relate, uh, but I think the people shouldn't put the same kind of pressure on themselves to be comedians, to be, it's like, it's back to the wedding man speech thing, isn't it, that we were talking about before? It's back to that thing. You don't need to be great at it. If you love your research and you know what you're talking about, that's it. Just preparation. Read it, read it, read it, read it. and be comfortable. And, you know. Show a little leg. Yeah. mm, Okay. I never heard that one. Give the people what they want. (laughs) Uh, Let's skip on to Elaine. Elaine,
1: Uh, I was absolutely terrified for my driving test, and I couldn't get it together. I cried all the way through the first one, and I failed it. And got a (laughs) brick. What to his face? What a legend! Uh, no nerves in that one, Shirley. <laughs> no nerves at all. Then when I did the second one, I took two Xanax and what? sailed through it and passed. Elaine, you're a legend. <laughs> you
0: could be our friend, Elaine. <laughs> what is this? ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! First of all, illegal to be driving with two zannies <laughs> like in you. Completely out. illegal. <laughs> but congratulations!
1: Congratulations! Well done! I'm uh, sure you were absolutely delighted.
0: I passed. Oh, my driving license! I'll never forget it. So I said to myself, now when I'm going for the test, I'm going to go and do my pre-test so that I could learn. You know the way okay, you go yeah, and yeah, you yeah. learn how to do the stuff that you unlearn the stuff that you've been doing. Yeah, get rid of your bad habits. Uh, yeah. So I did all the things, and I got in the car and, and I was a little bit nervous. You know, obviously because you do, you kind of get in and I answered the questions. I did that. And then I got into the car with this gentleman and he got in and you know the way they always say now they won't speak to you anything they'll just tell you what to do and all this don't be freaked out and all this right. <laughs> this fellow started chatting. He was in for the chat. He was in and he said about I literally drove down out of the driving space down the road and he was having a great conversation asked my opinion about life, the world, everything. So we got back to the driving center and I sat down in the middle of it and I'm going what's going on? What's I, that was the weirdest thing. I wasn't expecting that. So th- this is obviously not going to be good right so we're sitting back and he's very relaxed and stuff. He went off He says just you sit there I'll be back in a minute and he went off and you know what happened then was everybody went out did their driving test at the same time and then come back right and they all so we all went out more or less the same time and we came back at the same time so all around me people started coming back in ribbons and the, the instructors all said the same thing I regret to inform you and I'm going holy God, right, what's going on here? And so this is all going on. I said, oh dear, this is not good. So he came back and sat in front of me and he's filling out forms and I was waiting for him to speak and he said, uh, so there you go, well done. And I was like, oh, I passed. And he says, yes, of course you passed, no problem. And he says, I said, I didn't expect you to t- talk to me in the car. He says, oh sure, I'm leaving today, what do I care? He says, <laughs> 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 I came out. I'd literally bought the learner plates that morning. For the car, because obviously you know my third yeah, license, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. like, and I,
0: I was like, "Oh my god!" I said, "Oh my gosh!" So I actually, he says, "I knew you could drive." When we went out, so I'm, I'm sure I'm finished today. What do I care?
1: I, when I did my driving test, I, oh god, I hated. I actually failed the oral.
0: You failed the oral, as <laughs> in you did. couldn't I got answer all the questions. Of the questions wrong. How did you manage yeah, that? Yeah,
1: I, I think that's why I passed the driving test, right? Because I went in. I'm not like, sure.
0: I, <laughs> I'm not sure that's that's the way it works. No, I'll tell you what.
1: Because I went in and I failed all of the. Uh, like, I just, got, I just got into a panic and I, all the questions were wrong. And then he asked me, like, what's the national speed limit? And I, and I was like, 80? No, 60? No, 80? Is it 80? What is it? And he said, I don't know. This is your driving test and you've got all the questions wrong. So I was like, oh, well, that's it. I failed.
0: So you became very calm about it. So I became trip. totally
1: calm. And then I just got into the car and just drove normally. Thinking, well, I failed it, so I'm just, I'm not going to. I'm going to have to take this again. Yeah. I'm not going to stress it. Yeah, so I didn't stress. And then it, I passed. And I think that the reason I passed was because I was calm. Because you know me now, a little nervous wreck. <laughs> I <the> re- <laughs> the Hence,
0: re- no oral questions, correct? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I want to uh, point out that people do theory tests now and it's not oral. Is that right? Yeah,
1: yeah. That's the way it works now.
0: Yeah, so you just take the theory test until you get it right, which does make sense in my head. Like,
1: what I will say, Elaine, is with regard to the taking the two xanax, I've heard of that happening before. (laughs) Really, (laughs) with someone who may or may not have given birth (laughs) to (laughs) me. My mother (laughs) failed. She failed the failed the first (laughs) driving test. Was, bearing no relation to what we've just said. Very relaxed for the second one. <laughs> Came home and slept for 24 hours. But passed the test.
0: Well, I can do better than that. My mother never did a test. She was one of the magic the amnesty. They got the amnesty. She was waiting for her test, and they gave that woman they just a license, gave her a license. Oh in her my 40s.
1: God. She took
0: a notion to learn to drive. I was quite young, I'll never forget it. And I was kind of eager as a child. And if they were going anywhere, oh, yes, I'll get in the back of the car. And then suddenly they'd swap places. What's going on here? What's going yeah. on? What are you doing? You tricked me into this car. And that woman passed her test, and fair play to her. Like, she did.
1: Yep. Yeah. So she's like, like she what got I it for nothing. Is, she got it for nothing. <laughs> did no work. No. <laughs> what I will say is, one of my friends, uh, his mother, uh, in in the same vein of actually having a little help for the test, he was dropping his mother. He was driving her down to the test center, right? Because she, just how nervous she was, she was too nervous to drive to, to do the, the test center, and right? yet
0: she was going to put a test. And he
1: was driving her down, and he went into the kitchen, and she was having a brandy, and he was like you can't drink and drive and she said and I think this is the most incredible response ever she said no you're allowed to have one drink <laughs> not before the test <laughs> <laughs> last but not least we're going to move on to uh, we've got a problem oh a problem this lo- is, we love this, a now, problem this, this we we might have met our match here okay this is a very interesting one right okay um, go on it says, Tune even girl. I love the podcast. I listened on Monday morning on the Lewis, which is, <laughs> that's the metro in Ireland. Yeah. Uh, and I'm so glad we have to wear masks because I couldn't stop laughing. I have a problem and I hope you can help. I have recently bought my first place and moved in before the summer. My neighbours are an elderly couple and have lived there all their lives and have been very nice to me, but there is a problem. They are so noisy.
0: Oh God, I hope this doesn't go where I think it's going. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Go on. They are an old couple and they leave the radio on early in the morning at full volume at the weekend and it wakes me. So not where you thought it was going. Thank God.
0: Thank God. Go on.
1: (laughs) No clattering headboard knocking at at the plaster. Oh my God. They also talk to the... Now this... They talk to the postman and take my post and knock in with it. Also, there is a hedge between the two gardens on my side and I'd like to let it grow a bit but her husband keeps cutting it. I don't know what to do Also, I was seeing somebody and had a bit of a sleepover. Well done. And she knocked around and saw him and was clearly not impressed. She acted like she was his mother and asked what his intentions were and was only half joking. It's been a long road to get in my own place and I want to be able to enjoy it and not feel like I'm living with my parents again. I hope you can help. Deborah. Deborah.
0: Deborah, Deborah, Deborah. Neighbours are very important. They are. They are. It's a I tough agree. one, Deborah. I yeah. feel for you. And an older couple. And I know the mistake you made, Deborah. You were pleasant and lovely and listened to their stories and perhaps offered to do a few wee things for them. And, and now you're the you daughter up, they
1: never had. Then you end up singing in your eyes <laughs> with our mother down the phone. <laughs> <laughs> the I, voice of experience. <laughs> I have a neighbor who is very good
0: to me. Uh, he is 84. And Sean has been my neighborhood watch for my teenage boys all their teenage (laughs) lives. But uh, for the last 15 years, I have fed him his dinner over the hedge twice a week when I'm not touring uh, because I'm cooking for family. So it makes sense that he gets his dinner and he cuts my front lawn. Uh, So that's how we do it. He gets the food. He cuts the lawn. Deborah, I understand you moved (laughs) out of your parents. I don't know what age you are. I, I feel for her. I feel for you because that's not, you thought you're going out being a grown-up, but you've already assumed that with them. There's a way to get around it, but I have to tell you, um, the thing you have to do is let them have that moment Which, you, but they don't own you. You're letting them yes. own it, but you don't actually have, you can let them feel like they are owning it for the 15 minutes they're doing it. Yeah. Now, the noisy... The noisy thing, because obviously they're not hearing it the way you're hearing it. I, yes. I totally get that. That's tough. But uh, that's not an easy qu- conversation with your neighbour. What, what would you... Uh, now, I'm, I'm actually very nervous of asking you this question, No, throughout. do you know, like... I mean, <laughs> How okay, would you resolve fair that? Fair enough.
1: Like, my first response was, put them on a plane to Switzerland and yeah. get them just <laughs> euthanised because enough is enough. <laughs> but no, like, there's a few things going wrong. Firstly, the first thing you can address is the postman thing. Because the postman shouldn't be giving your post to someone else they're not allowed to do that so I would say say to the postman any of my letters put them in my door thank you very much you can be be strong with him because that's his job Um, what I would also say is the hedge thing if you can catch him when he's about to do it I'd say no sorry I'm going to let that grow thanks a million you're very good like be very polite Mm -hmm. Um, if that doesn't work what I would do is I would grab him by the collar and say, I swear to God, if you cut that hedge one more time, I'm going to wreck your car. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wow. that might not work, but I, like, <laughs> I, I, I always think in these situations, right, you get one free go. You get one without pushing the nuclear button, because I think what's happened there is that maybe there was nobody living in that house for a while and they felt maybe responsible for it. Maybe he'd been looking after the lawn or maybe there was an older person living there before you that they had this, like, agreement that he would do the hedge, maybe?
0: Maybe, yeah. So, um, I'm going to say one other observation about the hedge situation, actually. I think if they're you're that, if they feel they're that friendly with you, I think the difficulty with a hedge actually belongs to both of you. So, um, depending on where it is. Well, if it's in her garden. Well, it sounds like it's... In, Between the garden. So, probably what he's doing is cutting the top off the hedge, which we do uh, across our hedge. And the reason it gets cut regularly in our places is because he wants to be able to reach his dinner over it. But (laughs) actually, uh, it's a thing. I think possibly you could say, you know, you need to have that conversation with him. It's an easy conversation, it's easier than you think. You're making it more difficult than you are. You just need to say, listen, is there any chance we could let that grow up a little bit more? I like the idea of it being taller. They might say no, but then you can say, well, look, sure, even if you cut half of it. <laughs> <laughs> because technically speaking, they're only allowed to cut half of it. But, yeah. but if you start pressing that, if these people are going to be living next door to you for a long time. For Well, this they're spake, all, They're
1: not going to be living a long time.
0: Oh, stop, will you? For yeah. God's sake.
1: The other thing is, right, hmm. you say there that there's kind of like it's like living with your parents. Stop treating them like your parents. Yeah, because they're not. Because they're not. So what I would say is go real woman to woman. <gasps> So, when she's talking about, like, when she's talking to the guy, like your little gentleman caller, say, uh, just pull her aside and say, hey, listen, I'm having a really good time here. So, uh, just, I don't, this is real casual. Like, there's no need to be asking him his intentions. This is just a situation where Debbie's getting done. Okay. <laughs> you know, Deborah. Deborah's getting what Deborah wants. Don't so, listen to go Woman to woman. Don't listen. Just go to- woman to woman and just give her filthy details. No, yeah. do not do, do you, that, but Deborah. But then she won't come in. You go woman to woman with her, you'll scare her off, and that's exactly what you want. So when she's in there talking to your gentleman caller, just say, "Listen, uh, Mrs. Neighbor, is there any chance you could just nip back next door because this lad, I want another go at this before we have to make breakfast." <laughs> <laughs> Don't get rid of her. Oh my
0: gosh. <laughs> Scare I get what you're saying. No, don't scare her off, Deborah. There's, there's a way to do this. You are <laughs> allowing them being your parents. You don't need them to be. They're not your parents. Yes. So you now have to say, enough for it. You can't stop these people, bar either highly offending them or upsetting them and that could lead to a whole mess. Like that could lead to a whole mess. You know yourself bad. You know, if you've fallen out with your neighbours it's not good. No, it's not. You know, it's not good and and any any excuse then it'll be like you're parking one millimetre over this and all that. How would we sort the radio? The radio... I think it's okay to say, listen, that the walls are a bit thin. Is there any chance you could maybe wait till a bit later to to put the radio on or put the radio on another wall? Because if you can hear it that loud, the chances are it's on near your side. That's a great very...
1: point. Daryl a... was thinking you were going to have to get a share to the electrical box, but no. No,
0: It's simple. You just say, listen, simple I can really solutions. hear it because my bedroom's on your side or something. Find something that, you know, on the weekends, is there any chance you could just wait a bit later or even move the radio over to the side because I can really hear it up in my room and I'm trying to bang your man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Clearly. It's really putting them off as rhythm. No, okay,
0: let's not do that.
1: <laughs> I hope we
0: you are, you're a oh, very bad influencer. I'm bad, bad influencer. No, seriously, it's an easy fix. You change how you feel about it, Deborah. And I know that sounds very easy to say and all, but actually I know because I am a people pleaser. I can't help but grow yeah. to tell you, I am a people pleaser. Inside, I manage it. And I, my mother said the best thing I ever heard years ago. She goes into this group of people and she says in her head, she goes, you are high maintenance. I give you five minutes, and then I'm on. <laughs> I'll give you five you get minutes. Five minutes. So okay. give her her. You know how are you? How are Lovely you? Thanks for you. the post. Thanks for cutting the hedge. Any chance we could leave it a bit longer? Any chance you can move the radio? Uh, and if she makes a joke about it with the intentions, you go oh sure. Well, if we all knew that, huh? and and you know just yeah. let it go. Don't you carry it? Then she can go and yeah. have fifty conversations with her husband about the morality of the world, <laughs> right? But anyway, Deborah, I hope that helps. It's it's yeah. a tough one. I get it, you know. But actually, you just need to change how you feel about it.
1: Yeah. If all else fails, set fire like their car. <laughs> when anything happens, when any sort of violence happens around elderly people, their families step in and so, they move. Look, somebody, here to help. Here me. to help, Deborah. We are pausing for a moment
0: to remind you that Agony Rants is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. If you would like to support us and the show, you can become a member for as little as €5 euro a month, a steal. And in return, you will get bonus episodes from us and from all of the shows on the Headstuff Podcast Network. Also, members will hear about live shows and merch first, whatever merch is. I don't know, that sounds like a young person's word. <laughs> to subscribe, head over to headstuffpodcast.com. Also, we're going to tell you about another great new show on the Headstuff Podcast Network. And I'm sure Grod has put Headstuff Podcast Network in this about five hundred times, so I'm going to say. <laughs> Neve can't really
1: say so. podcast. No, I
0: not when you put it in among head stuff. <laughs> That's I mean, how I
1: convinced her to do this. I was like, Neve, it's like a radio program. <laughs> do you remember the wireless? <laughs> Anyway,
0: about this wonderful new show, I'm super excited, right? Because I love, I love ghosty stories. I mean, I'm rubbish because I live this every moment. All of
1: them. I yeah, live every grace. moment.
0: It's terrible. So anyway, we're going to tell you about another great show on HeadStuff Podcast Network. It's a new show, and it's called Their Only Stories. It's coming out soon, and it's a podcast of spooky stories. Have a listen to the clip.
1: Their Only Stories. A new anthology drama podcast that celebrates stories and the writers behind those stories. I go like the hounds of hell are after me. Good to know. Premiering on the 17th of October on the Headstuff Podcast Network. Listen on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Their Only Stories is produced by Riot's Productions in association with the Headstuff Podcast Network and funded by the Arts Council of Ireland. Yes, you, you should be parting. Anyway uh, um, So listen It's been wonderful Yes it has been I think we've helped Haven't we I think Yeah we've certainly Helped each other <laughs> We're changing <laughs> the face Of the nation um,
0: and, and we're definitely One step closer To our own TV show Any minute now <laughs> Yeah Any minute now I think So listen uh, Thank you so much For listening Please email us On agonyrands At gmail.com, gmail.com and, and
1: Subscribe wherever You do your listening
0: Oh yes Wherever you get your podcast You can also
1: leave us Lovely reviews like on all of those platforms, we'd like to we'd like to have lovely reviews.
0: We'd like to have the very best reviews. Yes,
1: and like, do and talk about us on Twitter because you know it's a new show. We want to get it out there. Just Twitter. Oh yeah, Twitter. Compare Twitter to No, everywhere. Everywhere. Instagram, wherever share. you
0: get your social media.
1: Yes, where, <laughs> wherever you do your liking. Uh huh. Like us.
0: And if you want to see us every week or listen to us every week, then please subscribe. It will be wonderful and you'll be supporting a whole group of people actually with Headstuff that we're amazing that you could do that. Yes,
1: do. Uh, and yes, we will be on the membership platform soon and you can subscribe on headstuffpodcast.com. So, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you.
0: Hi,
1: and welcome to your introduction to two hot takes. I'm your host Morgan. And along with some amazing guest co-hosts, we read the craziest stories that we can find, whether that's from Reddit or our listener write-ins. And we know drama, relationship problems, and anything else life can throw at people. Here are a couple of clips. Maybe you've heard them. Am I the asshole for throwing wine on my mom at my brother's wedding? I found out my partner has been putting slugs in my food. Almost heard enough. (laughs) You can find Two Hot Takes anywhere you stream your podcasts
0: or YouTube.